Chambo, chambo bwana, habari gani? Nzuri sana. Wageni mwakaribishwa. Kenya yetu hakuna matata. again and uh, this very beautiful Tuesday morning we're going to talk about um, a very interesting topic this is a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a long time and today is the big day this is one of those days that we're gonna have a better an extended conversation but um, before we start I constantly and Honestly, want to thank you guys for keeping on sharing the message every time you share it, you repost it. Someone gets gets blessed. Someone gets touched out there. It's, it's a message that everyone deserves to listen to. So today we are going to talk about a conversation centered on adversity, facing adversity. So yesterday I was listening to this um to the speech by Denzel Washington, one of the most renowned actors of our generation, right? was talking about in life if you really want to make it then you have to make failure a part of your life and you have to learn to feel forward you know and you have to feel big so i thought um do we really talk about adversity enough as a generation as young people these days since we've gotten to a point whereby we believe that we deserve a soft life in quotes you know an easy life where you don't have to struggle much but that is contrary to the case and the application of the rules of the world. Life is tough. Life is hard. It's supposed to be that way. That's what makes us human. It's the human, the eternal human affliction. I don't know if there's a book called that. <laughs> but today we want to talk about embracing adversity. We're going to look at it from four points. We want to understand what adversity is. Why does God allow adversity? This is the G spot. So definitely one of our G's is God. We have to also look at from God's perspective, why does God allow adversity in our lives? Then we want to ask ourselves, um, what are some of the reasons why we should embrace adversity? And how do we turn adversity into opportunity in our lives? How do we navigate through it so that it becomes something positive rather than negative in our lives? So those are, those are going to be our key talking points and um, the center of our conversation today. So, let me get my Bible. I'm going to quote so many Bible verses in a couple of minutes. So, I hope you're okay out there. Everyone is doing their thing. You're being blessed in whatever field that you're 
enduring life from so number one what is adversity we want to understand what adversity is adversity i found so many definitions i'm gonna list them all because well it's a the definition is more subjective it depends with your situation really but adversity is a state or instant or instance of serious or continued difficulty or misfortune that's one definition another definition goes that it is a condition marked by misfortune calamity and distress another definition states that it is a lack of prosperity happiness or health and finally it is a difficult period with many problems so one thing that we we find in a cut across one thing that cuts across all these definitions is the fact that it is a time or a period uh-huh where we we are faced with things like misfortune difficulty lack of health lack of happiness lack of prosperity where we are faced with many problems that is it and i think each and every one of us has gone through a period or a phase like this and if you haven't it's coming it's inevitable so that is the definition you know, it's just a period where you are really struggling with a lot of things it may not be a lot maybe one thing but it's really struggle you're really struggling with it you don't you don't find happiness during that time you're not prospering you're not moving forward that is a period of adversity so number two why does god allow adversity in our lives you know that's 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 the that's always the big question like there's a god in heaven he's an almighty loving deity who is supposed to be very supportive he's supposed to take care of us through you know all our challenges and stuff he's supposed to prevent us from going through uh, difficult times but somehow along the way we find that we are going through adversity we are facing challenges and we ask ourselves why is this god who have been serving for so long allowing so much adversity so many challenges in my life so i'm going to read a bible verse from the book of um this is james 1 one two to four and then there's another verse from um romans five romans five three to six those are the two verses i'm going to read so um, we'll quickly see see these verses um hmm, seeking a minute i've uh, been having a lot of things to do lately so it is so we're looking at james James 1 James 1 ay 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 you guys have these moments when you are trying to look for a bible verse and then you can't even find the book itself i don't know if you go through such kind of moments but they happen to me quite a lot especially when i'm doing when i'm doing this podcast so okay let's look at Romans 5:3 to 6 see James wanna see but but i'm sure romans is easier to find yeah romans is here romans 5 5 3 3 to 6 what does it say it says not only not only that but we rejoice in our suffering knowing that the suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because god loves god's love has been poured into our hearts through the holy spirit who has given who has been given to us so one of the reasons that um that god allows adversity and challenges in our lives this is from paul's uh, view is the fact that it, adversity allows the manifestation of the works of god in our lives for our own good and god's glory you can see here that he says that 
we rejoice in our suffering knowing that our suffering is going to produce endurance so number one it, the fact that it produces patience in our lives you see it's going to produce it and it endurance produces character it develops our character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because god's love has been poured into our hearts through the holy spirit who has been given to us so we've seen that paul was trying to tell the guy the the the, the this is the, the the romans that you know what god is going to allow challenges in your lives but it is for your own good why because it's going to build you he tells them that there are so many ways that it builds you it builds your character in the fact that it 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 brings endurance in you it's in a plant that seed of endurance in your heart hmm? it's only that but it also strengthens your character it makes you a better person so you see Mbona, you, we see why why God God allows things like you know challenges in our lives. So what does James say? So I found the book of James. I, I'm sorry it took a lot of time, but here it is James one two to four. It says that count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that that for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, steadfastness. Eh, kabisa. So those are two views. This is from from James, and the other one is from from Paul. These guys basically tell us the reasons why we go through challenges. So we're going to look at um some of the reasons. I previously just introduced, but now what are some of the reasons why God allows challenges in our lives? Why do we face adversity? Number one, adversity gets our attention. One thing we should realize is that when adversity comes, we face problems and pressures that are too big to resolve at times. We stop pursuing our goals, our tasks, and relationships in the same way that we have been doing in the past. So at that point in your life, you have to stop. Evaluate the situation and ask God for wisdom. Then you have to obey his word and trust him to bring the help that you need at that point. This is one reason that he puts adversity in our lives so that we can... So that he can get our attention. Sometimes we are so lost in the world that we are so focused on other things that we we, we really lack time to to have a connection with him. But whenever we fa- we are faced with adversity, he gets our attention. You realize, by the way, no, I need to fall back to my God. That's the whole point. Number two is the fact that adversity reminds us um, of our weaknesses. The book of Second Corinthians seven seven to ten it says Second um, Corinthians. 12 7 to 10 it says that so to keep me so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation a thorn was given was given in the was given was given me in the flesh and a messenger of satan to harass me and to keep me from becoming conceited three times i pleaded with the lord about this that that he should he should leave me but he said my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly for my weaknesses, for my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So that is um. This is this is still Paul. This is Paul saying that during his his time of retribution. During his time of weaknesses, is then that the glory of God is magnified. So adversity comes in our lives to remind us of our natural weaknesses. Maybe you are struggling with this A, B, C, D, and D. When you are faced with challenges, then our weaknesses are reminded to us. 
And at that point, the glory of God is going to be expounded because you will have to fall back to him, you see. So Paul says that he will gladly boast of all his weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon him. And that's the whole point. Whenever we are faced with adversity, God reminds us of our weaknesses. Number three, adversity is an assurance of God's fatherly love and care. So God says, um, it says that wise discipline brings a child to maturity. And so in the same way, God uses adversity to help us to grow in holiness and to become more like himself. Uh-huh. That is home. Like during these times of retribution, these times of challenges, it's God that is trying to bring you, to make you grow in holiness so that you may be more like himself, more than anyone else. Yeah, and here hapo, book the message is home. That is the whole point. The book of Hebrews chapter 12, 6 to 13, Hebrews 12, 6 to 13 has a very important message with regard to that point, just that one point. Um, so let me look for it. It's... Around here, Hebrews, 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 or Hebrania, that's how they say it. He's a, he's a good friend of mine who reads the Bible in, in Kisi, Kisi. Yeah. So, the Bible actually is quite, it is interpreted, it, it, it sounds differently when you read it from, um, from, the, from uh, a Kiswahili perspective, but from an English perspective, which we are more used to, yeah, sounds okay. Okay, so right now, I, I don't think I'm going to find that verse because I also want us to finish this as fast as possible. So let's continue. Number four is the fact that it calls for self-examination. Adversity motivates us to examine our lives and to discern if we are disobeying God's word in area in any area of our, of our lives. One thing we know that adversity is going to follow you at times just because you're probably not doing something right. So it gives us a chance and motivates us so that we can discern ourselves. When we are facing specific difficulties, it is important that we discern, we discern and, you know, evaluate our lives to see if we are suffering from any consequences consequence of our sin. Number five is the fact that adversity exposes pride in our lives. Um, the sin of pride is a source of many difficulties. That's one thing we know because okay, this is these are some of the common verses they need to make to Kiambia since we were growing up. Eh? Pride comes before a fall, right? Um God glorifies the the, the meek and, and brings down the, the humble. So hard times expose our pride. That's one thing. It highlights our need for God and others. You see, when you are struggling, it's when you really have to 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 seek to seek um solace either in God or in the people you you are close to, but depending on your level of pride, you might not do it, and it's going to be something worse. It's going, it's going to turn out to be even worse than it's supposed to be. So, in the midst of adversity, we should always to we should always seek to grow him in humility and receive God's grace with gratitude. Let me repeat this: in the midst in the midst of adversity seek to grow in humility and receive god and receive god's grace with gratitude so adversity is going to ex- to expose the pride that you have are you willing to come back to god and admit your fault are you going to ask for help in those people who are supposed to help you or who can help you so it's a test it's a test for pride number 6 is the fact that adversity is a sign of spiritual warfare 
you have to learn to recognize that adversity at times comes in form of spiritual warfare. It will be through things like um, weariness. It will be through confusion, divisions. It will, be, it will be through spiritual oppression. There are times that you are spiritually oppressed. During such times is when you have to realize that maybe the adversity you are facing is a sign of spiritual warfare. So in the midst of trials, do not become overwhelmed or yield to the temptation of giving up. At times you are going through so much spiritual warfare that, you know, it feels like, man, I, I could actually give up here. But you are told that this would be a sign of spiritual warfare. Don't give up. Ephesians chapter 6, 11 to 8, it says, I found it very fast. Ephesians 6, 11, 11, uh, Ephesians 6, 11 to 18. So I'll just put, I'll just read the first part. Um, this is Paul. He says that, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the evil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So this is where God basically, I mean, Paul basically gives um, a, give a whole highlight of the armor of God, how you're supposed to be prepared. Okay? So adversity would be a sign of spiritual warfare because Paul says that some of the battles we face are against um, cosmic powers in heavenly places. Okay? So understand that whenever you are facing adversity, please do not, be, do not yield to the temptation of giving up. Number seven is the understanding that um, adversity is God's way of purifying our faith. This is it will summer in James, James, where, where James one one uh, three he says he says that um, the temptation the temptations we face are there to test our steadfastness in God. So it helps us to develop things like patience in God. So it also purifies our faith during such times. Our faith is constantly purified. Number eight is the fact that adversity is a reminder to pray for our authorities. This is a true example. When we are going through so much challenges, especially as a state, it is important that we pray for our authorities. Look at 2007 elections. That is one example of um, a great tribulation we faced as a nation. So it, it, at that point, we are reminded to pray for our authorities. We saw spiritual leaders coming together to pray for the nation, to pray for our leaders. It is important to do that. Even right now, when people are facing issues with maize, apongo, imekua miambili, you know, the maize flour was 200 shillings. People are struggling out here. At that point, it was a reminder for us to go back and pray for our authorities. So that is one thing with adversity. Adversity also reveals um if our work will last why why this is an interesting school of thought when i was reading um and trying to understand this the fact that when we are going through challenges everyone has been given a special purpose in this world right each and everyone has, has been sanctified to perform a certain um, mission and a purpose so during times of adversity then it comes it 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 comes it comes in a way to reveal if our work is going to last, are we able to achieve that mission that we've been given by God? You see, there's there's a parable that Jesus gave of uh, two builders or two houses that were built. One was built on ra rocks and the other one was built on sand or something. And then when times of trials came, one fell and another one didn't. So during that time of adversity, then our work is tested if, in, if indeed it's going to last. The book of 1 Corinthians 3, 
13 to 15 it says you can actually write down some of these verses especially the ones in Isaiah's Roma you can go read them by yourselves but the ones i'm going to read just listen in first corinthians 3 13 to 15 it says each one each one's work will become manif- will become manifest for the day will will disclose it will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done if the work that if the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives he will receive a reward if anyone's work is burned up he will suffer loss though he himself will be saved but only as through fire so adversity is going to reveal if your work is going to last you're going to be tested and that's the whole thing life is not going to be uh, uh not going to be a, uh, a garden of roses where you'll be walking happy and joyful no it's going to be tempt it's going to be tough it's tough already number 10 is the fact that adversity tests our friendship god puts adversity in our lives so that he can test the friendships and relationships we have the strain of adversity tests relationships hard times reveal if people want to give or to get to get from you so fair weather friends these are friends who are with you during fair weather when times are okay won't endure the test of trials and difficulties in your life but true friends will remain to offer support, comfort, and encourage you. So, when God puts trials in your lives, just know that he wants also for you to understand that some of the friendships that you have are actually fair-weather friends. The book of Proverbs 17:17 17, 17 says that a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born in adversity. A good example is the story of Jonathan and David. Jonathan was a true friend. He was true. He was with David through and through. When things went south or east or north, he was there he was there to correct to comfort to be with him and i remember in the book of samuel well when jonathan died david cried to the lord and he said that the love that jonathan showed him was more than any woman than the love of any woman he has ever had so it's important to understand that god at times puts adversity so that the friendships you have in your lives are tested so that you can know the character of your friends Number 11 is the fact that God puts adversity in our lives to invite us to experience the power of God. During times of hardships, we are invited to experience the power of God. You can face and you can't go, you can't go through them without God. Adversity also pre- prepares us to comfort others. This is a thing that I learned from my mother. We face so many challenges as a family, personally, as my family. We faced so many challenges. And one thing that my mother always reminded me is the fact that Whatever you are going through, it is preparing you to comfort another. You may go through such a difficult situation and you ask yourself, why is it? It's because God is preparing you. There's someone who God knows will not be able to withstand such a challenge. And you who is going through it is going to overcome. He knows that you can do it. So, when that person is going to come to you, you will have the ability to understand that person and to comfort him. So those are some of the reasons that why God brings adversity in our lives. The next thing we are going to ask is, uh, we're going to ask ourselves is, why should we embrace adversity in our lives? Now we've seen why God does it. We've seen the definition. Now the question is, why should we embrace it? Randy Pausch, Pausch this, is, this is a German word, I think. He says uh, that the brick walls are there for a reason. The brick walls are not there to keep us out. They are there to give us a chance to show how badly we want something. The 
wars are there to stop people who don't want it badly enough the challenges and adversity are there to just test how much you want and how much commitment you have in a certain thing that you have been chasing in your life maybe your purpose maybe it's your vision it's your mission all those things so number one why you should number one reason why you should embrace adversity it's the fact that it's going to help you attain self-discovery adversity compels one to make decisions that you were previously unable to make it brings you face to face with tasks that you once chose not to do and at that point you begin to put in the effort to bring you to a long-lasting change in your life it also gives you a chance to put behind some of the negative habits and um, behaviors that you, that have always been that have always been pulling you back it, it allows you to separate from people that don't bring meaningful contribution in your life as well so this is all centered about bringing you to a point of self discovery in various fields of your life another thing is the fact that once you embrace adversity it strengthens your relationships you know the relationships that you have with friends a uh, family and the best thing about um adversity and strengthening relationships is especially if you're going through adversity with people close to you could be your family could be your friends when you are together through through those periods through those tempting and tribulations through those temptations and tribulations then that relationship that you have with those people that family of yours it is glorified it is uplifted because you are walking through fire together this is just a reminder from proverbs 17 17 again i quote he say the bible says that a friend loveth at all times now i want to replace this with um whoever that you have a relationship maybe a family uh, maybe your friend maybe your i don't know all those relationships replace it and know that um other a friend loveth at all times and a brother is born in adversity in adversity a brother is born so embrace adversity because it's going to strengthen the relationships in your life another thing and another reason why you should embrace adversity is the fact that it allows you to fail gracefully failure is inevitable in all our lives and the ability to put failure in the rear view as fast as possible and embrace failure is life changing you have to learn to fail gracefully and adversity gives you that chance you know as i said when i say when i began i say that i was listening to a certain talk by noel De, De, by denzel washington um he say that in in life if you have to fall fall gracefully fall forward constantly fall forward that's the whole idea so adversity gives you that chance to learn how to fall forward to fail gracefully you know the difference between the people who are the top 1% those people who made a difference in the world those people who become renowned is the fact that they've learned to fail gracefully they face challenges so great but they have come to a point whereby whenever they are faced with adversity of such magnitude it becomes an opportunity to them they fall forward they take it as an opportunity to learn it becomes a stepping stone rather than a stumbling block that's the whole idea of adversity embrace adversity because number 4 it allows you to live passionately one thing you have to understand that life will always throw you curveballs and you can't always avoid them no you can't always avoid them people who fear adversity end up not living at all as they constantly learn to play safe 
They avoid things. They're always dodgy. They see this thing coming. Ah, no, no, no. Let me find a crooked way of escaping this challenge. But if you pursue your passion, you have to understand it won't always work out. It will never always work out. There are so many challenges you will face. Adversity comes in. And let me t- let me tell you, brother and sister, you'd rather be challenged to pursue your dreams than to try to avoid them in an attempt to avoid adversity. Life is going to be challenging. And if you want to live passionately, embrace adversity. Embrace the spirit of overcoming. That's, uh, that, that's why those are the four reasons that, I, that stood out for me why you should embrace adversity. Now we've seen why we should embrace adversity. The next question is, how do we turn adversity into opportunity? How do we make it a positive in our lives rather than a negative? So Kenji, Kenji Miyazawa once said that we must embrace pain and burn it as fuel for our journey in life. So how do we turn adversity into opportunity? One thing we have to understand is that to be human is to suffer. No one should lie to you. To be human is to live the soft life, to uh, to experience all the good things in life, you know, to dine, to wine and dine in the best hotels all the time. Life will become boring if there are no challenges. Challenges are what makes us who we are. To be human is to suffer. And people with grit in their mental fortitude bank account take stock of their reality. They understand that to be human is to suffer. They quickly assess options and create a plan and then finally commit to a path forward in the face of adversity. So I'm going to give you 11 reasons or 11 points, 11 pointers on how you will turn adversity into opportunity in your life. Number one is to embrace it. Embrace it. Adversity is there to build you. God allows it for reasons that we already discussed. And why should we embrace it? We've talked about it. How are you going to turn it, this adversity that you are facing into opportunity? Number one, embrace it. Number two, practice self-compassion. You have to show empathy to yourselves so that you improve your emotional well-being. During times of adversity, give yourself the confidence to rise up and keep moving forward by Loving yourself. Empathize with yourself, not sympathize. You see, that there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. You have to be to, to be empathetical to yourself. So practice self-compassion in the face of adversity. Love yourself. Be compassionate to yourself during such times. You have to learn to master your emotions during times of adversity. By mastering your emotions, you make sure that you're keeping things at bay. You're not getting too angry. You're not getting too emotional. You're not crying all the time because you're facing trials. It's allowed to cry, yes. But then you can't be stuck at that point forever. Master your emotions. And the best way to uh, getting to the point of self-discipline is by mastering your emotions, taking charge. Number four, make humor your ally during times of adversity. Laughing in the face of adversity helps you to reframe the narrative of your situation. Things might be very difficult, they are blown out of proportion. But by laughing at adversity, laugh in the face of adversity. My friend, smile, put on that smile. You might be going through hell, but keep smiling. Do not put your head down. No, 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 no. You give the devil a chance to glorify himself in your life. The moment you are crying, you are sad. Laugh in the face of adversity. It reframes the narrative of your situation. One thing you should know that by laughing 
it is not about discrediting the pain that you're going through. Rather, it is pulling upon the positive emotions when you need them the most. When you're going through adversity with a positive attitude, it allows you, it allows flexibility in thinking. You become flexible in your thinking, in your thoughts, in your emotions. You become very flexible because you're approaching things with a very positive, with a very positive mentality. But when you put on that negativity, then you become very rigid. You see things are going south. That's one thing I came to realize. In the face of adversity, if you, are, if you, if you put on that negative mentality, you won't see options. You will see like, I'm doomed. There's no getting out of this. But you should know that life offers so many options. Adversity is opportunity. So, laugh at, that, laugh at whatever challenge you're going through. Not because you're discrediting your feelings, but because you're putting on a positive attitude. Your thinking will become flexible. You will see other options, other other ways of dealing with whatever you're going through. Number five is when you're going through through adversity, engage in wellness activities. You see, mental and physical wellness activities such as meditation, exercise, clean eating. You see, I actually wrote clean eating because I realized that a lot of a lot of people when they are going through adversity. They get to a point where they're, they're stress eating. Stress eating is um, it's a state whereby you're eating anything. You're eating junk. You're eating just anything so that you 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 release more dopamine to make you feel good. But you're not really saving yourself from whatever you're going through. So, engage in clean eating diet. Clean. It's going to help you reduce stress by eating clean. It means you're eating the right foods in the right proportions. Physical activities such as meditation, exercise. Personally, whenever I'm going through adversity, the gym is my friend. I hit the gym like my life depends on it. So, it's going to help you reduce stress. And with a clear mind, you are able to make better decisions based less on the negative emotions and more on rational thinking and rational thoughts. It's through exercise, meditation, clean eating that you're going to reduce stress and this lack of stress eliminates negative emotion in a kusaidia so that you become more rational in your thinking rational is the fact that you think things through in the right way number six is the fact that adversity gives us a chance to drop pointless pursuits that are our that are unrelated to our values and our goals so whenever you're going through adversity it says that you are supposed to purge the clutter. You can Google this, purge the clutter. It's basically shedding, all, shedding off all these things that you don't need. So adversity allows you to drop off all these pointless pursuits that are unrelated to your values and your goals. It helps you to put aside silly things that you think you cherish and stuff that you waste your time and money on. And even at times, people that don't have the best interests in their mind for you. So whenever you are at this point, you want to actually turn this adversity into opportunity, then purge the clutter, drop off all those things that as you could share the baggage and move on. That is how you are going to turn it into something positive. Number seven is to be grateful. Show gratitude during those times of adversity. Show gratitude for your struggles. This is going to diffuse the impact of the adversity you are facing. It's going to transform your mind. It transforms the mind moving from 
it transfer it's going to transform the mind from an, an, an from a point of analysis paralysis of whoever you're asking why me it transforms you to that to a new point of action oriented execution let me just let me repeat this this is very important this is one very key thing that is going to help you to turn adversity into opportunity show gratitude for your struggle it's going to diffuse the impact of your problem it is going to change your mind and it's going to transform it from an an, an analysis Paralysis. Analysis paralysis is whereby you are stuck at the point of asking yourself, why me? You're sympathetic, you're whining, you're bitching. I'm going to change it to an action-oriented execution, personality or mind. Now you, you change things, you're changing yourself around. Now you want to reframe yourself. You become action-oriented, you want to change things. That is how you embrace adversity. Number eight is to develop a growth mindset. During times of adversity, develop a growth mindset. People who overcome challenges with grace choose the mindset of a champion. That's one thing you should know. They embrace challenges. They persist in the face of setbacks. They see effort as the path of mastery. And they learn from feedback. That is how you grow. That is how you develop a growth mindset. Embrace those challenges. Persist in the face of setbacks. See effort as the path of mastery. And learn from your feedback. Of course, nobody wants to experience hardships in life. But if you never experience pain, if you ever if you never experience hardships, you will never understand peace. So develop that growth mindset. Develop the mindset of a champion and overcomer. And I have just said how oh, you can do that. So number nine, how are you going to change it? How are you going to change your situation? Right? This adversity is going to be an opportunity. Cling to your purpose. Purpose and passion are necessary weapons in the battlefield of life. That's one thing we know. They fuel the necessary emotional connections to our goals and our desired outcome. So, sometimes when things happen beyond your control, they knock the wind out of your sails. At that point, stick to your purpose. If you are working towards something meaningful to you, you'll always find a way to forge ahead through that path that you've already set in mind. There's always a goal in mind. There's an end in mind. And have that end in mind and stick to it. To it. That is how you're going to change this adversity into something positive. Purpose is your compass. That is one thing I've actually thought of. <laughs> it's going to be those things that your children are going to read in books someday. Purpose is your compass. Cling to your purpose. Whenever you feel lost in the face of adversity, that goal that you've always had in mind, stick to it. You are going to navigate your way because you know there is an end that you want. There are so many options. There are so many ways that a river can get to the to the to the to the sea. Let's say sea. You see, there's always a river. It comes from a spring. It doesn't have a specific path it's going to follow. It's going to meander through valleys, through hills, through rocks, through cataracts, through falls, all those things. But at the end of the day, it's going to get to the to the sea, it's going to get to the ocean, it's going to, to to finally pour its water to a certain point, and that's how you navigate through life. Your purpose is that sea, it's that ocean. So, whatever you are going through, meander through those challenges until you get to the end. That is how you turn adversity to opportunity. Number 10, maintain confidence in your capabilities. 
one thing you should understand is the fact that people who rebound from adversity begin by believing that they are capable of finding a way forward. If you feel hopeless and powerless, then definitely it's unlikely that you're going to find a way to be successful through your adversity. So be willing to leverage on your talents or maybe even develop new skills. Then you will know how you're going to crush those challenges. You're going to turn those adversities into opportunities. Maintain confidence in your capabilities and your abilities. Number 11, you have to learn to reflect and move on. There's a big difference between reflecting on a situation and dwelling in a situation. Reflection is done with with intent and purpose, while dwelling is done purposelessly. You are there just, you know, dwelling on a situation, but you are not finding a way forward. When When adversity strikes, there are these things that you should do. These are some steps that you should follow and trust you me, it's going to be a great experience for you. Number one is the fact that you embrace your reality. I've said this again and again. Then take stock of your resources and the threats that surround you. Number three, apply any possible lessons that you've learned from the previous experience. Number four is to develop a plan of action and to commit to a certain direction. Number six and finally is to move forward with conviction. That is how you are going to turn opportunity. You are going to turn adversity to opportunity. Hard times are going to present you with a chance to change course, to reinvent yourself and to find an undiscovered bridge to get you over hurdles and challenges that you are facing. That is how you, that's how, that's how life is. Napoleon Hill once said, I think he's written a book, um, Think Rich or something. It's called Think Rich, Grow Rich Something of the sort. Napoleon, in his book, he said that every failure, every heartbreak, every adversity has a seed of an equivalent or greater benefit to you. So the true, the true secret of success or to success is the ability to embrace adversity as a chance to change ourselves and our situations. That is how you embrace adversity and make it a positive experience for you you have to embrace pain and suffering in order to live a more meaningful purpose-driven life and indeed they say in chaos there's always opportunity and ladies and gentlemen that is the conclusion of our talk today uh, our session today so i hope you're blessed I hope you've learned something. Know that adversity is opportunity. How you transform it positively is how it's going to be a positive experience for you. Adversity isn't there to make you a bad person, to transform you, to become suicidal, depressed. No, it's a chance for you to grow to grow more. So embrace it. Become a better person. And know that it is a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. So as you face the week ahead, Face your challenges. Face your adversity with your chest and know that you are an overcomer. So be blessed. Stay grounded to God and exercise. We are not working out. We are a lazy generation who believe we deserve a soft life, which isn't the case. Our ancestors have been struggling to make this world what it is today. We should do the same. So have a great week ahead. Bongo then, us bongo then.
Mambo ni 20 